the Buffalo Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Monique Gordion, and the great news is you found the podcast, a space for stories that will arouse a smile and inspire us as we tap into our collective experiences. Enjoy. I am so happy to have Jamie Honey on uh, our podcast today, all the way from Las Vegas. Um, how are you, Jamie? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, and it's uh, wonderful to see you, Monique, or hear you. <laughs> yes, Wes, because of internet, we can't see each other now, but that's okay. I've, I've seen your smiling face and your cool glasses, so we're all set to go in my imagination. Um, yeah, so Jamie and I, we go back quite a while, you know, uh, a few years ago now. We were performing together. Yeah, Those back in the last century. Last, oh my God. <laughs> now that just sounds wrong. <laughs> I remember wrong. that. <laughs> oh, we just got electricity. Oh, oh yeah. it was wonderful. The uh, things we could do. But Jamie, I'm really excited to hear your story today. What have you got for us? I've got hundreds and thousands. Oh, oh my God. Fantastic. Maybe uh, we'll the start ones with that one. I can legally... <laughs> well, yeah, the ones I can legally talk about. Without def uh, defamation suits, okay. <laughs> I the, yeah, for sure. The uh, interesting, just because I've travelled all over the world, mm -hmm. lived and worked in um, every continent except South America. So uh, I'm looking forward to get down there soon. Uh, after all this uh, current world pandemic, yeah. before you go travelling around the world. So I've, I've had interesting experiences where miscommunication happens and then beautiful experience where you can't speak the same language as the person yet you connect you have fun in fact my facebook page i just reposted a, a photo where i was dancing with um the children in malawi africa when i was mm -hmm. over there um we couldn't speak the same language mm. couldn't understand half of what was going on yet there was still this bond and connection that could be made just by smiling smiling at people is such a beautiful thing. That's why my mask that I wear has the uh, emoticon smile on it, the yellow smiley face. So people know that I'm behind the mask. <laughs> I'm happy to see them. Mask? I'm not quite sure what you mean. Uh, the mask is, we know the yellow emoticon smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mask that I wear is yellow with that white grin on it. So, so I look you, like a, a You wear a mask? Yeah. When do you wear a mask? Uh, when you go into any public um, business or building uh, here with the COVID pandemic. Oh, the face mask, the COVID the mask. Face mask. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking you were in Malawi wearing a smiley face mask. And I, oh, no, no, no. And I, I was thought, thought oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Though, uh, well, I did live and work in Asia for three and a half years. And so it was quite common practice that if you weren't yeah. feeling 100%, that you would wear a mask just out of courtesy for other people around you. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. I, I've heard that. It's quite common. Mm. Yeah, so I agree with you. Um, I've traveled a lot too, as you may know, and, mm -hmm. and I'm terrible at languages. Uh, and I find a smile and a laugh just opens doors, you know. You can Absolutely. communicate and have a connection when you are open with a smile. So I really agree with that. 
Yeah, that's what we do. We teach um, companies here and people and individuals uh, with sales and live event seminars uh, with um, how to connect because the biggest thing most people make a mistake with is that they, uh, they're jumping into talking about who they are and what they are without connecting to the person first. So in sales, it's like, oh, I, you're pushing something on me as opposed to sharing yeah. something with me. Yeah. And um, so with the 20 plus years of sh street performing, entertainment, live action shows and all mm. the rest, that ability to just quickly connect with people um, saved me in countries where I didn't speak the language because I could just smile and do charades and get along <laughs> <Yes>. quite well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I concur, buddy. I can really concur with that. That's true. So, story. Oh, well, one funny story was when I was in Paris. Mm -hmm. I, when I left Australia, I got to, uh, friends from every different country and my French friend said, oh, Jamie, mate, when you go to uh, Paris, you love food, you got to try the soup du jour. I'm like, yeah. the what? He goes, yeah, it's a special French cuisine, du jour. Ask for the soup du jour. So I went over there and uh. um, I'm like, I'm going to try. I actually had it written down on a piece of paper. Oh, so he set you up. Go on. <laughs> of course he did. He's a fantastic Australian entertainer. <laughs> Why wouldn't he have a go? I, I wonder if I know him. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, so I go over there and uh, the first um, kind of restaurant I was in, and I actually remember which one it was because yeah. I was actually in the Louvre. So I was going through uh, the Louvre spending one day, which I basically ran by the last two hours. I was just mm. running going, see it, see it. There's so yeah. much to see. Um, so I go into this like cafe in there and I'm like, oh, excuse me, um, I can't even remember how I say hello now. Bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah. I'm like, soup du jour. They're like, we, they bring, I'm like, there was this beautiful tomatoey um, bisque kind of thing. I'm like, oh, this du jour. I don't know what it is, but this du jour is a delicious crop. And um, then the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see if they've got soup du jour here. Yeah. I'm like, Du jour. And they're like, we, we, and they bring out this, this, this pasty white cold thing. And I'm like, what is this? Is this a du jour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, it wasn't until I got, I'm like, this du jour, I don't know if it's a, a vegetable or, or, an, or a meat, but it's very, very versatile. It comes <laughs> multiple flavors. And it wasn't until like uh, when I was actually coming back that I found out the jour meant of the day. So yeah. it's soup of the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. brilliant. That's great. Well, you know, you didn't make a fool of yourself, so <laughs> which may have been the uh, intention, but it, it kind of, you did well. Well, no matter what happens, every situation creates a story that you can share. <laughs> so Paris, beautiful city, huh? Yeah. It was. And then um, not being able to uh, speak the language when I was in Africa, mm -hmm. uh, I love flavoured milk. And like flavoured milks oh. is like other people like, um, like different forms of alcohol or mm -hmm. different whatever, collect shot glasses from around the world. Me, I categorise flavoured milk. <laughs> so the absolute best flavoured milk, which is no longer available, Wilcox Farm up in... Um, 
Washington State in their chocolate. Their chocolate milk was the best they'd had in the world. And wow. coming in second place was this little strawberry flavored milk that you got a vending from machine in Japan uh, oh, in the yes. railway stations. Oh my God, it was, it was like carnation milk and, and super strawberry flavored strawberries combined together. Wow. And, uh, and now my um, number three, which I get from Whole Foods around the corner, is a Belgian style dark mm. chocolate milk. Oh, oh. It's but anyway, so oh, I'm yum. in Africa and I'm sampling all these different flavored milks. Wherever I go, I'll sample a flavored milk. Yet I couldn't read what was on the labels. So I'm looking at them. I'm like, well, this has got a cow that should suggest it's milk. I'm looking at it, it doesn't look like yogurt. So I thought it was a caramel flavored milk. <laughs> and so I bought it and I was really thirsty. So, you know, like when you're, um, thirsty and you open up a drink and you don't just kind of sip it you kind of pour a whole <laughs> swarry of it down ah. your throat and take a guzzle uh, and um i did i guzzled away and then brought it all straight back up oh my god because it was some kind of cross between um goat's cheese and curdled yogurt it was the oh. most Disgusting thing I'd tasted, uh, especially when I was thinking of a sweet flavored caramel milk. Yes, yes. Your taste buds were assaulted, Jamie. Yeah. And your gut said, no, this is not for me. <laughs> That's right. The gut was like, excuse me, we have some requirements here. Now, our regulations are very, very loose. That's right. You put a lot of weird things in here and we haven't said it. You had a grub, a hairy grub off from a side vendor. Two days ago, we said nothing, but this, this is the end of the straw. <laughs> and it's back out for all of you. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, um, you know, part of the joy of travel is just... It is. You know, potluck with the food. And <laughs> often you win, right? But sometimes... But far left, like far left on the corner. And he spent the whole show performing and talking to her and the rest of the audience was was oblivious I mean, and he was drunk he was he was somewhat intoxicated wow. because i've done magic and i've done some magic shows and i uh i could see through every single illusion like i even seen when he did it wrong and i'm like oh that's just ouch wow <laughs> so but Damn. the funniest thing was my wife and i just watching him perform to this lovely lady with somewhat of a low cut top that revealed certain assets that he yes. was in that <laughs> Yes. Okay. He had his chosen audience member and he just That's went with right. it. <laughs> Not very did. professional, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So that just goes to show. Anyone can have a show in Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah. From small to the big. Yeah. Yeah. So another juicy story for us. I'm kind of excited. Oh. Well, embarrassing story. Oh, I um, love embarrassing stories. The embarrassing stories are the best ones. Yes, yes. Well, when I was first moved to Japan, is when yeah. I um, got hired to be a stunt actor over there for the live action shows. And sure. it, we were opening up Universal Studios. Um, so there was a lot of new stuff everywhere and everything. Uh, and it was great to be a part of something uh, like that. Yet, of course, I didn't speak... Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, as I got around most of the rest of the world with mime um, and a few basic words, I thought I'd be good. So I would ask, um, I was sort of like an independent person. So um, 
I would ask my stage managers in Japan uh, to help me with stuff I needed to go shopping for mm. uh, with the specific words. And then I'd go shopping for it. So I went, I needed to get some shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. So you'd think it'd be a simple task. So I went and I did this whole show um, of, of, of explaining with broken Japanese and English and a lot of mime of me taking a bath with that <laughs> several people had stopped to watch what I was doing. He's this weird guy, Jing, yeah. <laughs> um, thinking he's having a shower in the middle of a department store. But so I get home and, and I, I use the shampoo I got and mm. it was terrible. Mm. It was absolutely the worst shampoo. And I'm like, well, they say, you know, different cultures, your hair is different. Like this, this might just be Japanese shampoo. I'm going to have to order some from Australia because it yeah. just doesn't work for my uh, thin blonde hair. Yeah. Um, and after about two and a half months of using this terrible shampoo, a friend who could speak and read shampoo, uh, Japanese uh, was at my place. And they're like, Ooh, what's this? <laughs> and I'm like, it's my shampoo. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> it was, it was a hand cream. So oh, I was like, thickening hand cream for calluses I was putting in my hair. Oh. So I don't know what the guy thought when I was miming, rubbing my hands through my hair. Yeah. Because that, that might be just how he puts hand cream on. He puts it in his hair That's first and rubs his hands. That's the weirdest on. thing. Oh my God. So was your hair really kind of greasy? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, far out. That's it was so terrible. Funny. Oh, my God. It was this thick lump that was kind of just hanging there. Oh, and you lasted two months using that. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I also made the assumption. I'm like, well, I asked for shampoo. This is obviously shampoo. Yeah. And so I just made, and that's what we do. We, we create stories to justify the yes. set of circumstances that are in our environment based yeah. on our belief and our habits of, of yeah. behavior from past. So I assumed it was shampoo. So therefore I created a story that, oh, Japanese shampoo is not that good. Other than the reality, which was <laughs> James and, using yeah. cream for calluses. Yeah, and so you were a pretty slick stuntman then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, talking about doing the slide for life. That's where you're on a flying fox in the, in the wild, wild, wild west. Oh, show. yes. I know that. And show. like the, the, the building blows up and I was the sheriff. So I jump on the slide and I slide down to where the banner, I grab the banner with another hand and then swing down. To As I jumped up on the slide this one time, my pants ripped. So I had a rip. Ah. <laughs> oh from my zipper all the way up to the back of my legs and I didn't know oh. but uh, <laughs> I could tell by the laughter of the guy that was playing the villain that I was supposed to swing and kick <laughs> that something was a ray because he was just cracking himself laughing and here I am showing everything oh I you know I I do love you know when things go wrong when things used to go wrong and other people would know and you wouldn't know or you would you know, do things and and set other people up. I mean, they were some naughty things to do in live shows, but so much fun, especially towards the end of a run, you know, because you kind of get this kind of feeling of, well, let's just have a good time. (laughs) And and when you've done a show for years or you've done a show like, like I did seven shows a day for uh, Mm. three years. Mm. So there's, you know, the show back to front, even with, they put a change in, you've picked it up instantly. Yeah. 
you can be thinking about a million other things while you go through the process of doing the show yeah. while still, still being completely in character, in the moment, specific yeah. for the show. Uh, you, like when you first start to drive a car, you're like, ah, oh. yes. when I learned to drive back, back when we were kids, when there was, <laughs> wasn't this thing called an automatic. Oh. Kids. How I'm old so are you, easy. Jamie? How old I'm are you? You're 70. <laughs> you, I'm 108. You look great for your age, I've got to say. <laughs> That's the secret of saying you're 108. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's that shampoo. <laughs> That's it. Yes. It, it, was, it, yeah, it gave you vitality and you didn't even it. was anti-aging anti-callous <laughs> moisturizing it. shampoo it went <laughs> into your neural pathways and gave you longevity right. <laughs> almost inactive clefts are very well lubricated from <laughs> imagine thoughts that's what's happened um, and maybe that's what it was I, like i was thinking like it's a hand cream for calluses so as to make it soft but maybe <laughs> it was so i wouldn't get a callous soul oh so yes jamie right of people and therefore I'm young and youthful still. That's it. That yeah, you know, we've got to find this and, Keep... and bottle it and sell it. I think it's the yeah. longevity secret. <laughs> They've got a lot of wonderful things in Japan, weird foods, mm, yes. wonderful foods. It was the first place I ate um, raw horse. And, oh, crikey. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was horse because I couldn't speak Japanese. No. <laughs> All I we take it out uh, as, a, as a special occasion. Um, because when we went over there, they treated us like celebrities. Yes. Like, so different between, oh, uh, Brad Pitt, he's movie star. Jamie, honey, you work on TV film. You're both white. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you got uh... blonde hair. Boom. <laughs> You're both in the same league. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Me and Brad, we go way back. <laughs> you know, I performed i went to japan for a couple of runs shows um and i remember one of the things we did that was separate from the performances where three of us we did a a trio singing thing and really you know i wasn't a great singer but they treated us like we were stars it was quite incredible actually um it was quite an experience you know and luckily i'm not the sort of person where these things go to my head i just remember <laughs> thinking yeah this is surreal i'll enjoy it while i'm having a fun time why not i'll be a singing star that sounds great to me <laughs> anyway it's, it is it's be a beautiful culture they're very caring beautiful. very giving and i love yeah. um, because most of us in the western world have the you know uh, have heard the philosophy do unto others as Oh, sorry, Jamie. Do unto others. Jamie, can you yep. just go from do unto others again? It just cut out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's definitely something worth repeating. I... <laughs> oh, I, I think so. So in Japan, yeah. they have. So, so we, we, we have the uh, understanding of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. Yet in Japan, it was do unto others as others wish to be done uh, unto. So it's mm. other person consciousness. You're focused on mm. what would make the other person happy, which is great, except you're also not allowed to ask them directly because that could be embarrassing. So you're doing something that you think they want and because of the politeness uh. in the culture, they're accepting it and saying it's good, yet they don't want it and you don't want to do it. So there's a lot of miscommunication yeah. that can happen just with the way the culture is set up. Um, mm. And... Uh, 
usually what would happen, we were told, was like, oh, well, how do you get back on track? And they're like, well, everyone in the company goes out on a Friday night, gets mm. drunk, <laughs> and whatever you say while you're drunk can be heard, but you don't get punished for it. So it's not held personally. Uh. So I'm like, uh, that's not the best system. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, well, Japan's a beautiful, beautiful country. Beautiful. Uh, our time's up, Jamie, which I'm really sad. I'm going to hopefully maybe you can come on again because I think your stories are fantastic and uh, very entertaining and honest and authentic, just like you, just like <laughs> you, Jamie. Um, so good to have you on and a real honour to connect, reconnect with you after all these years. Yes, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you again, Monique, and yeah. be connected. And it's yeah. always fun sharing stories to make people smile. Is that so? Isn't helpful? it? Isn't isn't it? I just love that. I agree with that. Uh, creating a smile, or you know, attempting to create a smile is one of the best things we can do in life. I think, you know, mm -hmm. spreading. That's joy. always my goal uh, with all my travels. Is like, yeah. how can I create a smile? on the person I'm interacting with. Yeah. And which has got me a lot of free upgrades and airplanes and hotels <laughs> and meals. I'm like, people are like, you just keep getting stuff for free. I'm like, I'm not trying to get stuff for free. I'm just trying to make people happy. Yeah. And when they're happy, they want to reward you back yeah. for being connecting with them in a happy way. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so thank you for coming along. And, and I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening today on the Buffalo podcast. Um, feel free to contact me, uh, leave a message, and, and come and share your story because everyone's story is important. So have a great day, folks. Bye. Bye.